0: I just wanna, uh, you know, thank you for being here. And as we think about Christmas, you know, I can't help to think that there may be someone here tonight that, uh, that's quite not done with Christmas shopping. Is there anybody in the room that's like, you know, I'm just hoping that CVS is open tonight, you know. <laughs> uh, it look like, look like we've got a good crowd here. Okay, y'all on your game. And, um, but you know, maybe you're like me, now maybe you're sitting here and you're probably just thinking out uh, who, you know, have I got it all covered? You know, is there anybody that I've forgotten about for Christmas presents? You know, maybe or maybe you're like, "No, did I get enough for so and so?" You know, you maybe got some, you know, kids and all that. You're trying to figure out, okay, did did I, you know, did one kid get more than the other? trying to figure it all out. And and maybe you went this morning, you know, say, okay, I, I got another idea. You know, my wife was telling me that she went to a store today just to look for something real quick. And they're already putting out Valentine's stuff. I mean, come on, let's just get through Christmas, right? And I know you got Valentine's stuff. They're getting ready for the next for the next uh holiday. And um, but maybe you know what some of us are like that, you know, and I know probably like me, you know, I'm I'm still wondering, okay, I'm hoping I didn't forget anybody or or just someone that forgotten. Are you like that with me? You're like that. You said, man, I kind of, you know, sometimes a little anxious as I go into the last night here, hoping I didn't forget somebody. And um You know, when it comes to our lives, you know, we're always on the search for something. We're always looking, you know, making sure we got the right thing under our lives and and we've done our part in our humanity. And and a lot of times we wonder, you know, have I done enough? In fact, we ask the question uh, sometimes and we wonder how good is good enough? Is, Is my good enough in this life? And, and we wonder and we search. And, and maybe there's some worth or fulfillment that we're trying to find. And, and maybe there's a hole in our heart that we're trying to fill. And, and we thought, you know, if I can get more money, that would satisfy my, that hole in my life, that emptiness. Or, or maybe if I can get that job, if I get that job or that, that promotion, you know, that, that's going to fill that longing, that satisfaction. And, and, and here's the thing. We would go after these things in life, and, and sure, we might find the satisfaction and fulfillment, but then after a while, it's not enough. And we, we, we're on a quest, on a journey for looking for that perfect thing in our lives to fill all of our satisfaction and, and, and to find complete fulfillment of our worth and, and our identity and, and who we are. And we're still trying to search, and we search, and we search. Looking. And I can't think about humanity. See, all of humanity does that. On a quest, looking for more. More and more. And, and you see, God, in his great divine, the great knowledge and foreknowledge, he knew that us human beings would never find what we're looking for. Unknown. He knew that, and so he knew that he had to interject our lives, and he did that by sending his son Jesus, Jesus, 2,000 years ago, born in a manger. One of my favorite verses that I love to read, I read it, and I'll probably before, you've heard, if you come to a Christmas Eve service, you've probably heard me use this verse before, But 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 9, it says, You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sake, for my sake, he became poor, so that by his poverty, he could make you rich. He came from the glorious and the splendor of heaven. The universe is the front porch view, the entire universe. All the stars in the galaxies. the Bible said that he knew them by name. I mean, the God's little cul-de-sac. It's this entire universe, and he walks around, and he says, hi to each and different all the different I mean, that's how amazing, how amazing God is at where he's from and where he's at. And there's this little blue dot in the midst of this vast universe. And this little blue dot called Earth. Now, and that little blue dot of Earth is full of people like you and me. Struggling, trying to figure it all out, because we live in a broken world because of sin. The Bible said, "When sin came into the world, and death by sin," and we live in a broken world. We live in a mess. I mean, little dot, and it's a wonder where the psalmist, you know, asked the question in the book of Psalms. He's like, "Man, who is man? Who, is, who are we? In light of this?" vast universe, who are we, that you would give it all up, that you would sacrifice the beauty and the splendor and the glory of heaven, and where you would come down to earth, to be born in a manger. I mean, Jesus, the king of the universe, the Lord of lords, not in a prince palace, King's palace, not in royalty, but he was born in a stable, in a trough, a donkey trough. I mean, manger is a nice word for it. I mean, I mentioned on Sunday, it's like if I come to your house to see your little newborn baby, and if you had a newborn baby, I come and see her, and I walk in. I don't see your baby in a baby bed. I see your baby, you know, in a dog bowl. I'll be like, what's going on here? Totally unsanitary. You don't put a baby in a dog bowl, but man, Jesus was born in a manger. He gave it all up so that you and I could have what we're looking for. That we can find that self-worth, that self-identity in Christ, in Christ alone. That He would satisfy all of our deeper needs. That was certain. The, the emptiness in your heart, that giant hole in your heart, that will be fulfilled. Period. It won't die, but later on, and, and you have to look for something else. So Jesus completes everything that you're looking for. He, who was rich, became poor, so that you and I could be rich through Him, and you could be full. Satisfied. Luke chapter 2, verse verse number 10, 11, and 12. The angels were talking to the shepherds. They said, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, He's the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapping cloth lying in a manger. And I love, I love in verse 11 where he said that a Savior has been born to you. And in some translations, it also means he's been born for you. He was born on your behalf. He was born on my behalf so that you and I can be rich in Christ. I love this little statement. I read this. I found this statement today. I said, "Man, this is powerful to the idea of what I'm talking about tonight." And this statement right here. It says, "The key to a full Christmas comes when we allow the gift of Christmas Jesus to fill all of the empty places of our hearts." I mean, that's the key. It's when you receive. A wonderful, generous grace and a beautiful gift called Jesus Christ. And you receive him into your life. And let him fill that emptiness. All the emptiness that's in your heart and soul. Everything you're looking for, he will fulfill. He will only he can satisfy. Only he. He was born to you, was born for you. He's alone. It's enough for everything you need. One of the songs we just sang it's "Oh holy night. It's one of my favorite, if not my favorite songs. I love it. I love the beauty of the, of the, the lyrics. And some of the lyrics, you know this, we're just saying it, but it's oh holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It's the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error, pining, brokenness. The word pining means we're waiting, we're waiting. The world has been looking and waiting for the Messiah. Between the Old Testament and the New Testament, The 400 years of silence. Nothing was written. There was no Bible verse to be added to Scripture between the end of Malachi and the beginning of the book of Matthew. It was just silent, nothing. And, and if you were a, a Jewish person, you'd you, you probably scratch your head wondering, is he coming? You know, and, and they were waiting. They, they were longing because they knew that they needed that Messiah, the one that would come, the one that was saved, the one that would fulfill everything that. That lost in their lives, that will fill the empty places of their lives, but they probably got to a place where some of them said, man, maybe this whole Jesus is coming, this Messiah is coming, it's a fairy tale. Maybe it's a myth, maybe it's a feel good bedtime story for kids to go to sleep, and, and maybe it's not real true after all. And the darkness in this world and the sin with prevalence and brokenness and people wondering, is there hope? Is there hope? Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul finally felt its worth. Its worth is found in a Savior. His name is Jesus. And He says, a thrill of hope. The weary world Rejoices. And tonight, as we go into the Christmas Eve night, maybe you're here, maybe you're here tonight and you're like, man, I, I'm alone. I feel like God has abandoned me. I feel like God's not there. I want you to know that God, even though He might be silent, it's not absent, He's here. And he's waiting for you to get to know him and have a relationship with him. And maybe you have a relationship with God. But maybe he seems quiet. Maybe your heart is, and your soul is tired and worn out. The Bible says that we come to him and he will give you peace and rest and joy for your soul. It only can be found in him. He's everything you need. Nothing that the world offers is going to fulfill what Jesus can only give you. Maybe tonight you're here and you don't know Jesus. Tonight you want to have a relationship with him. And on a Christmas Eve night, you understand the full meaning of Christmas. The full meaning of Christmas is when you allow Jesus, you accept the gift of Jesus, the gift of Christmas, and allow him to fill all the empty places of your heart. And that's tonight. I'm going to pray in just a minute, but before I pray, I want to invite my family to come up here. We're going to get ready for the candle and our candlelight. Hopefully you got your candles and, and be ready to go in just a minute. And as we get ready for candles to, to be lit up, and I want us to think about the meaning of quickness. It's great to have my family here, by the way. We've got my son Nathan and uh, Abigail. And she's uh, almost 7, Nathan's almost 13. My wife Karen and I, we've been, uh, just celebrated our 18-year anniversary a couple of days ago. And uh, we're honored to be here. We're honored to be your pastors, you know, to be, serve you, to, to minister to you. Um, if you're here, this is your first time with us, I invite you to come back and visit us on Sunday, 9:15, 11 o'clock, two services every Sunday. And uh, we'd love to connect with you. But more than that, we want to connect you to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the the light of the world, Jesus Christ. And that's what this light represents tonight. The weary world rejoices because there's a thrill of hope in the name of Jesus. But maybe tonight, you don't have the light of the world, the light of Jesus in in your life. And I'm going to invite you tonight in just a minute, I'm gonna pray. And if you're here tonight, you say, I don't have a relationship with Jesus, but tonight, I want to receive that full gift of Christmas, and allow Jesus to fill all the empty places of my heart. With that, and I close and says, "God, you've been talking to me, and tonight, I've been trying to live my life my own way." I've been trying to be good, but my good is not good enough. I've been trying to live, you know, find my satisfaction in my jobs and finances. And I always thought that more and more and more would find that fulfillment, find my self-worth. But at the end of the day, man, Scott, you're talking to me. I feel empty. Empty. But tonight, tonight, among all the darkness of this world and the brokenness, tonight I see the light, the light of the world. And I want to receive that light into my life. And if that's you, the Bible says all we have to do is cry out to Him. Cry out in the silence of where you're sitting at. You don't have to cry out out loud, you can cry from the silence of your own heart. Pray a prayer like this. Dear God, I am broken. I'm I'm a sinner. And I'm in need of a Savior. I'm in need of the light. I want him to come to my life. To save my life. Give me the satisfaction and the fulfillment that I'm looking for in this life and for eternity. Tonight. I receive Jesus into my heart as my Lord, my Savior, my Messiah. On this holy night, I receive the best gift of Christmas. I receive your son Jesus to fill all the empty places of my heart. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for giving me eternal life. No one's looking around Jesus, God, tonight I'm here and I never asked Jesus to come to my heart. I've never received a light into my life, the light of the world. And now tonight I made him the light of my life. I made Jesus my Lord and Savior. I asked Jesus right where I was. I prayed that prayer. And I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to make you stand up. If that's Jesus, God, I pray that prayer. I asked Jesus to come to my heart, my life. Thank you. Will you raise your hand? Is there anybody in here? I had a couple of hands in the first service, but are there anybody in here that said, Man, tonight I received the full gift of Christmas. Our Father God, we thank you tonight. We thank you for salvation that can only be found in your Son Jesus, who came 2,000 years ago, who came from the glory of heaven. Through the darkness of earth. You were rich, but you became poor, so that we through your poverty can be rich in you. We thank you for the hope, the thrill of hope. And we rejoice tonight as we celebrate the light of the world, the Messiah, the Savior, who was born to us and you were born for us and you and my I pray.